Hello out there in podcast land and welcome back to Spoilers, your bad movie review show on the Rat Pack Podcast Network, where you always have lots of opinions but zero credentials. Each week we watch a movie, usually a bad one, we crack a couple jokes, we give our insight into the film, and we play a couple games at the end. I'm your host Adam, I am joined by the maestro. <laughs> hello, hello. And my cowboy. <laughs> I just realized the uh, maestro. Hey, hold on. on. Wait, wait a second. Mute means you, you can't hear me, right? Yes. Oh, see, I had it backwards. I'm sorry. Okay. My mistake. <laughs> My mistake. I'm cowboy. Yeah, there, there he is. Uh, this week, legends collide in Godzilla versus Kong as these mythical adversaries meet in the spectacular battle of the ages with the fate of the world hanging in the balance. That just got released on HBO Max. Uh, we already watched Kong Skull Island back in the archives of spoilers. If you want to get ready, so to help you prepare for Kong versus Godzilla, we're watching Godzilla, King of the Monsters from 2019, the one that's part of the same monster verse, which apparently is a word. This is directed by Michael Doherty. It stars Kyle Chandler, Vera Farmiga, Millie Bobby Brown, Ken Watanabe, Bradley Whitford, and Thomas Middleditch. Here's a synopsis, and we'll get into our thoughts about it. The cryptozoological agency Monarch faces off against a battery of god-sized monsters, including the mighty Godzilla, who collides with Mothra, Rodan, and his ultimate nemesis, the three-headed King Ghidorah. Hey, this movie also uh, stars uh, Josh Lyman. Josh Lyman, yeah, Bradley Whitford. <laughs> From- <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, have you seen this movie before? <clears throat> no. Hey. What? Was that two no's? <laughs> no, I said I. I, yes. okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I, how long I've ago? Never been a big, I've never been a big fan of the whole Godzilla Monsterverse movies. Me neither. I think I, I may have seen one back in the day and it was kind of... All right, I don't get the, I don't get the the whole hype around Godzilla, which is weird because I was into Power Rangers when it came out, which is pretty much a, a weekly Godzilla show. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good point. It's true. Yeah, maybe maybe that's why. I was like, I, I got enough of it. I, I'm 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 now done officially with that part of it. Although I did like Pacific Rim, which is also kind of Godzilla. Hmm. I don't know. You're gonna have to rethink that, huh? Well, I don't have to rethink that I don't like the Godzilla ones. I just don't know why. <laughs> Maybe it's just bad writing. It's just too fantastical in a weird way. I don't. Well, this this one I feel had better writing, a uh, better storyline. Well, because it's 2019, obviously it had better graphics. But I, I still I just couldn't get behind it. It was. I'm watching it, and then all of a sudden, Godzilla is in the middle of the ocean, walking on water. Like, dude, I, I had an issue that, with that, that as that well. Pissed me off. Like, okay, I, I get it. He's big, but and he stands up out of the water, and he's literally like levitating on water, like he's God, but he's Godzilla. Yeah. <laughs> now, Mister, I, I have a feeling that you're kind of <clears throat> into these Godzilla kind of movies. Is that is that true? <laughs> What makes you say that? It just seems like <laughs> this is right up your alley. <laughs> yeah. Also, that that weird smirk on your face. <laughs> I think that also is a tip off. Oh, yeah. 
Okay, so the way things work in Godzilla and how it's so epic. Oh, by the way, I, I wasn't saying that because you're Asian. I just realized that it could be taken that way. No, it's not because you're Asian that I think you like Godzilla. It's because of the style of movies that you like. This seems to fit in. Sorry, go ahead. I'm talking. No, no, you don't have to worry about that. I'm not Asian. <laughs> I'm from outer space. Oh, right. Mm. Wait, wait. He's Asian? <laughs> <laughs> Some could be uh, swayed to believe that. Some could also think he's Hispanic, apparently. Remember we had a... A disagreement about that at a bar where you ask people, do I look Hispanic? And they would all say yes. And I was like, what? Why? How? I was very confused by and, that. And, and you're white. Right? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so what's up, what, what's up with Godzilla and uh, these kinds of movies? It's taken back from, like, I think the 70s when it first started. It's been, like, um, a growing uh, cult classic when it went overseas. And it's a huge following. Um, people uh, have grown up on this from childhood all the way up to their 50s. And to see this transference of society is still showing that there there is a love for a genre where giant monsters battle it out and destroy cities still grows fondness to some people's hearts in a sense. <laughs> um, it looks like it started in 1954. Was the very first Godzilla movie the black and white one? Yes, oh I'm, the color ones I think were in, started in the seventies. Though at least the Technicolor ones, I don't know. But um, there's a, there's a bunch of them, and then there in each one of these monsters that you see, I'm not all of them. Like the some of like Rodan, uh, Mothra, and uh, the three headed dragon king. Ga- What's he called? What did you call it? Uh, king Gadron. King Gidoran. G H I D O R A H Ghidorah maybe. Okay, I forgot how I said it. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, um, they each have their own movies. And oh, by the way, did you guys see the ending of this film? The little like snippet at the end. Yes. Do you know why that was like that? Uh, it was setting up the Godzilla versus Kong. What do you mean? It was setting up the 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 re, the bring the the the. Return of King Gadrigad. I got to say his name right now. Oh, I see. When the Tyrion Tywin Lannister buys the the head, that's what you're talking about. Ghidorah. Ghidorah. Yeah. Yeah. Mecha Ghidorah. Mecha Ghidorah. Yep. Okay. Funny, you're speaking of Tywin Lannister because on HBO Max, I just started watching GOT again. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah, apparently there were 32 Godzilla movies before we started making them here in America. <clears throat> so we started making them in 98, and we have uh, four of them now. Huh? The, 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 we have four American versions of Godzilla, and the, there's 32 other non-American versions, which are the, yes. I, I guess, the originals. Mm-hmm. And it's split up into multiple types of film I don't, this, this, this is a weird thing. I, I never would have known all this. There's Toho films, American films. Uh, there's uh, Heisei era, Shona, mm-hmm. Showa era, mm-hmm. Rewa era. Yeah. Oh my. Those those the eras are based upon um, the people that are in power at the time of the franchise. Japanese, Japanese country. Oh, really? Of Japan? Yeah. Oh, interesting. That's, 
so like for instance, I think the earlier 2000, 2000, 1999, 2000 was uh, the Rewa era entrance. That's when uh, they uh, had the change of power, I think, from... Rewa uh, was uh, 2016 to the present is the Rewa era. 2016? Then, then 2016. It's been a while. Wow. 99 okay. to 2004 is the Millennium era. 84 yeah. to 95 is the Heisei era. Heisei. Heisei. And the Showa era is 54 to 75. Yeah. Oh this takes place in not just this, the Godzilla, um, but in Power Rangers, Common Rider, they all have the same thing. Any show that's, that spans over a certain amount of decades has this type of section where eras are sectioned off in this section as well. So how, how many Godzilla movies have you seen yourself? Twelve. Twelve. Are, do they always take place in Japan or is it, are they different places? No. I mean, like, not all of them take place in Japan. Uh a lot of them just take place in a over in some sort of random island because, mm. like, they're like for instance, I think the one where they're fighting Mothra, they're fighting off of the so in some sort of like um, no name island where a bunch of people are just um, like indigenous towards the island, and then they, they they just duke it out there. And generally speaking, Godzilla is always the bad guy. Is that right? I uh, no no. no. No, this, this what, is what's but, confusing to me about Godzilla. Uh-huh. That because uh, he's he's I, I know he fights other monsters in the, even in the old movies. So so why are they fighting? Uh, who's on whose okay. side? So the way it works is it's all about what each monster stands for. Like for instance, <laughs> Godzilla stands for balance. Stands for the fact that. Earth has to have a form of balance. When something comes out and causes a total amount of anarchy or destruction, he has to bring the Earth back to a, a neutral regression back to the mean. So this film is not far off from what the what Godzilla is supposed mm-hmm. to be. Not no, really. because I mean, because at, at the beginning of this film, um, the issue with Earth is humans. Yeah, we're a pretty then, big issue for Earth. I, I, I have yeah. to agree with that. <clears throat> And then all the monsters get let out, especially number zero, which is not an original monster, is an alien monster right. that doesn't belong here and basically just wants to destroy the Earth. Then Godzilla is no longer against humans screwing the Earth up. He needs to protect the Earth from number zero. And that's why at the end of the movie they're like, "Well, at least he's on our side." And they say, "For now, right?" So it's I, I see it almost as a, a bully that uh, he, he messes with everybody, all the nerds and people in his school. But then somebody from another school comes over and says, "Hey, your school sucks." Or he's like, "Somebody, a, a bully from a different school talks shit about a nerd from this school," and the bully's like, "Hold on, no, 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 I can do that, but you can't do that." So it's it's a weird pride thing that Godzilla is fucking up things for us, but then when somebody else tries to fuck it up, he's like, no, 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 not on my watch. I'm the well, one that fucks is, things up. He is king. <laughs> it's good to be so king. So when they, when they say king of the monsters, I, I would just say he's king of the earth. If he's uh, emblazoned himself to be the protector of earth and the balance on earth, he would be the king of earth. So he like writes the laws and enacts them and sees them through. Yeah. I don't know. This, this is a very <clears throat> interesting concept uh, that mm. I, 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 I mean, the, the whole idea of 
these monsters were here first. How? Uh, <laughs> so we we just kind of sprouted up sometime, and now we're also living here. But they are actually in charge, and over time, they just kind of went into hiding. Hibernation is one way of saying it. Basically, they only come out when either they need to or they have to. And how do they know that? Well, let's say it can be based upon a – like, for instance, Godzilla lives in the water, supposedly in this film, right? Uh-huh. If there's an immense amount of pollution or something going on where the where the, he can tell that there's a difference, comes out, kills a bunch of people, goes back, goes to sleep. The radiation from his body itself causes uh, the Earth to react in the way of growth. Right. So once he destroys it just grows back like tenfold faster. But doesn't radiation hang around for a long time and have a big half-life and causes cancers? <clears throat> yeah, but that's supposedly by this standards is Godzilla has a different form of radiation. Mm, but it's still a radiation that can kill humans. It's still a radiation that can kill humans and animals and such and so forth, but it also pro- promotes uh, uh, cellular growth. This is a weird form of radiation. Well, there's gamma radiation, then there's like what other types of radiation – the, what's the radiation that uh, the Hulk is made out of? Gamma rays. Yeah. Okay. What is what is and what are the rays that uh, that harm the skin? Microwaves. Ultraviolet rays. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Those are also and then what about the microwave rays? Those are. Oh, what about the X rays? X rays. Those are pretty good too, right? Mm. Yeah. But what do they use? Uh, X X ray. I'm not a botanist. I don't. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Xavier from X Men. <laughs> right. Rays. Mm-hmm. There's also don't forget stingrays. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> or sugar ray. <laughs> <laughs> Every morning there's a. Oh wait, we sang this song yeah. last time. Okay, yeah, not so cool. not the boxer. I see. So there's four major. <laughs> no, he has a Leonard at the end. Oh, I see. Mm. There's four <laughs> types of like major types of radiation. <laughs> Alpha and beta and neutron radiation, those are all th- – those are the three. That was a grocery store growing up. Alpha, beta? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but there are a lot more actually. Supposedly there's different ones like uh, like we were saying uh, IR, infrared, uh, UV, ultraviolet, and common designations for radio waves. So you're actually. saying growing up we shopped at a <laughs> radiation grocery store. And now look how mutated we are. Right. And because we did that, we were lucky. Uh, we were uh, lucky. Yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, right, luckies. Yeah. Oh, man. Maybe maybe that's why after all that grocery shopping at Alpha Beta, I went Ralph's. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> so in, in this movie uh, – all these creatures, they're either in hibernation, but this <clears throat> alien, Monster Zero, is frozen in Antarctica. Supposedly. Supposedly. Uh, so uh, there's also this hollow earth concept, which I'm not sure I can get on board with. Do you remember Journey to the Center of the Earth? Uh, yes. Jules? Yeah. Okay. Do you remember um, the mysterious uh, – was it Mysterious Island? I don't think it was Mysterious Island that was part of that. But um, there was a bunch of other films that did uh, – like, for instance, uh, there's a stories about, like, the Disney's Atlantis was in the center of the earth. Alt, um, then there's another, like, 
complete ocean and land in the middle of the earth in Aquaman. There was uh, a bunch of other films that required that you go to the center of the earth and there's another subterranean slash sky that's developed by something else like crystals or something like that that causes growth and live life and everything as well. But in, in this version uh, of, of the world that they've created in yes. this Godzilla universe, uh, yes. there's, there's vortexes uh, that are almost like portals uh-huh. underwater that you can come in on one side of the earth and come on the other side of the earth uh, uh-huh. very quickly. Uh-huh. Uh, it's almost like a teleporting beacon of some kind. Uh, it, uh-huh. it's, it's a weird concept that uh, Bradley Whitford uh, is, is all like, I knew it. I, it's a vortex, and at one point they go into the vortex, and they're off base by 600 miles after a very short distance. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of yeah. things that you need to buy into, or I guess just forgive, to be able to make this movie work. And I had a lot uh, of problems doing that. Um, um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Godzilla. <laughs> that's, that's probably the biggest thing you have to... <laughs> Huge, gigantic monsters that that are up to the clouds that are bigger than our skyscrapers that can walk on water, um, that can roam around the earth and be on the other side in minutes. Because at one point when they're in Boston and Godzilla is fighting Ghidorah, um, all of a sudden all these other monsters that were all over the earth – start showing up. Oh, true. <laughs> and so it was in a matter of minutes that they all just start showing up so they can travel. I mean, I can understand the flying ones, you know, like Mothra and, and the other uh, Phoenix type bird. Yeah. The, uh, I think it's Ren or Rainer, Rainer. You, you did, you did hear them Rodan. talk about, you did hear them talk about Skull Island in this movie, mm-hmm. but you did not see King Kong. No, he's whole, on the island. Yeah, I think the whole point about it is it's this first film is the the what's it called the part where they take off into this whole new monsters united universe where they can fight each other. Yes, that's why this new movie King Kong versus Godzilla is able to be. Well, yeah. But, uh, what I'm saying is I don't understand. It's because they woke all the monsters up. So theoretically, mm-hmm. they woke King Kong up. And he was the only one not going around destroying the Earth because Ghidorah was sending out the signal? It's possible. They, well, not until we watch the, the new film will we understand why or how. But my theory <clears throat> yeah, my theory is out of all the monsters you saw in this film so far, the only one I saw that was a mammal – was either God was either King Kong or that one like uh, woolly mammothy like creature? Yeah, they, uh, okay. It was woolly mammoth. Uh, I don't recall a lot of them. There was some of them that didn't look like anything. They, they just looked like a one looked almost like a robot version of a spider. Uh, with looked like a, it looked like a, a camel spider. Okay, maybe that. Uh, Again, you ever seen a, a camel a spider? No. Camel spiders are in the Middle East, and they're they're freaking monsters. They can get be up to two feet. Are they boxy? Uh, I don't know. Look it up. This one looked boxy but, to me. I don't know if they're boxy, but they're they're freaking disgusting looking, and uh, 
Yeah, they're huge. Mm. Yeah, spiders freak me out. If, even looking this up, I'm going to feel, oh, that's gross. Yeah, yeah, the I, camel spider is huge, dude. Uh, I mean, they get they get to be huge. I feel like it's on me. Okay, I got to close this page. Was that was that uh, uh, movie Evolution <laughs> with <Yeah>. Stifler? <laughs> <laughs> you look like a little birdie up there. Cacaw, cacaw. <laughs> oh man! All right, so uh, that was my main issue. Was the hol- I think the hollow earth thing was was bothered me a lot. Also, the the biometrics. That, that that plays a big thorough line through the entire movie. That they they used what did they call it? the um, the orca? The the, the, yes. the thing that they use to send out simulated is it actual audio or is it of so, what is that? Supposedly, it's some sort of like wavelength that you, you can be produced into sound. It I'm not even sure exactly what it is. Okay. Yeah, but it's supposedly it's uh, each type of species produces a specific type of wavelength that I think is the reason why she was able to produce something. She created the, she mixed two wavelengths together to create the alpha wave, which allowed them to control or make them follow, you know, that type of thing. Yeah, and that's why Ghidorah, when whenever Ghidorah heard it, went after it because that was the threat. For Ghidorah, Ghidorah wanted to beat the Alpha. Yeah, it, it's sending out a, some sort of pulse of uh, energy or a frequency of some kind that lets well, others it's, know it's, I am I'm the Alpha, I'm a threat, it, or I am safe. It's the same radio wave sound that um, Godzilla sends out. Yeah. So and, and it's, it's a radio wave because she hooks it up to the speakers at uh, the uh, Red Sox Stadium. Right, but and, and, but that's what leads me to believe that it's it's an audio thing. Yeah, because uh, if it was an actual Which, radio wave, it's it's through like a satellite. It's, you can't hear it. It's just something that's transmitted. So which which is it? It's because I I think in the movie they wanted it to be so, uh, like a radio frequency that just gets sent out, but mm-hmm. for the people watching, they won't understand if there's not also a sound involved. So they had to add yeah. a sound for people to understand what was happening. Maybe maybe it was uh, they were using the speakers hmm. to send out the radio waves, and it's the actual machine, the orca, that actually is making the sound. But the sound has nothing to do with the radio waves. It's just the sound that because like our computers make sounds, our phones when we push the buttons make sounds. They don't do anything. The sound doesn't do anything anymore. In fact, phones now, you know, the sounds don't do anything. They're just there for. Uh, nostalgic factor, you know, beep, 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 the, the set, but yeah, way back when the actual uh, buttons, the sound, the tones were actually dialing the number. Yeah. I remember I, I had this little, it was a digital, like, it looked like a calculator where you type in the number and you could hold it up to the earpiece and it would make those sounds into the receiver of the phone and it would, and it would connect because it was all based off of sound. Yeah. But now, uh, yeah, it's just for our benefit, I think. <laughs> now they're mm-hmm. all digital. But that was that was the a weird thing. The try to understand this wave that's being put out, and she captured. It was all based off of Godzilla, and then she added a human component, and that's what made it work. Uh, that when it gets put out there, 
the <clears throat> monsters calm down because they're under the impression that Godzilla is there and I need to listen to them or not be hostile. Was that meant to confuse? What, 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 what is this energy pulse supposed well, I to do? Think, I, I think when that, that uh, microwave or radio wave or pulse wave, whatever it is, is going on, um, it's the sound of the alpha or the radio wave of the alpha. So uh, like at the beginning when Mothra was uh, a larvae, you know, and she goes out there and she gets that sound out there, calms down. It actually thinks that they're the alpha because whatever is close to them is making that sound. Okay. Uh, there was also a part where uh, the mother activates this to wake yeah. up uh, Gadara. What do we call her? No, no. Uh, she uses. Which one are we talking about? The one the, where the, the the larva piece or the the three headed three head Ghidorah. 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 So she activates it to wake up Ghidorah. And then she breaks the ice so it can get out easier. Right. Well, she, she activates it because they all already know that Ghidorah and Godzilla are uh, mortal enemies. They don't know that at the time that Ghidorah is actually an alien monster and doesn't belong on Earth. Um, they, they, they knew that uh, the only one that could challenge Kong or I'm sorry, challenge Godzilla is Ghidorah. So she, she used the orca to send the alpha wave out to stimulate Ghidorah. Then they blew the ice up, which then Ghidorah's like, Oh, where's this alpha and wants to fight. Uh, Cause if you notice they were, uh, Ghidorah was attacking the other helicopter and stuff on the ground. Right. And then the daughter grabbed the orca and starts sending the wave and that's when Ghidorah got pissed off and started to go up towards the the radio waves. Yeah, that's that's the thing that I'm uh, trying to figure Confused out. About. Yeah, so the, the wave that got put out first was to just w- piss her off to wake her up, and then they yeah. turned it off, and then the daughter turned it back on again. Yeah. The, the impression that I got from it was because they did this thing where they were opening and different settings and whatnot of, of, the, of the Orca signal where I thought they were implying that, all right, we need to send it to friendly mode or attack mode or neutral mode. Supposedly that's the case, but they're just trying to find a sig- the correct signal in general. I mean, it's mixing. They were, from what it looked like, she was actually mixing different patterns from different people. They said that the only thing that mattered, what, the one that worked or the one that got them to be more complacent or except for Ghidorah, which made it more violent, was the one where she put the human... Um, um, biological sus, uh, wave into mm-hmm. the sound, causing everyone else to say the humans the the the, the boss kind of a thing. Okay, and Ghidorah didn't want to have any of it, so he's like, "Ha ha!" <laughs> so, so Ghidorah's signal that was being put out there was a stronger alpha signal than Godzilla's alpha signal. That's why they were all oh. listening. I'm guessing that's not the kind of the case or not, because only one that was actually listening really was Rodan. Right. I think- no, the, the, the other ones were, were pillaging and destroying areas as well. It was the Mothra that only, it was the only one that was still hibernating in cocoon underneath the waterfall. But um, Rod, Rodan, 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 
not Rodan. Uh, the Ghidorah. Ghidorah. Okay. <laughs> the no, number zero. Um, yes. <laughs> didn't didn't go to the mountain and start calling on all the other monsters to wreak havoc till after it thought it killed Godzilla. After they fought and Godzilla and everybody thought Godzilla was dead, then uh, Ghidorah went to the mountain and stood on top of it, and that's when everybody thought, "Oh, Godzilla's dead. This is our new alpha. She, this 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 three headed dragon just mm. killed our mm. alpha. You're our new alpha now." All right. So the the whole point of this movie was that the the mother, uh, along with uh, Tywin Lannister. Are trying to reset Earth. Basically, Earth yeah. is out of control. It needs uh, a good. They're radical ecologists. Wow! Swift kick in the ass. Cleansing. I was going to say colonic is what I was the word I was searching for. <laughs> it's, wow! <laughs> it needs a purging. Uh, no shit. No. <laughs> So we're going to let the monsters kill a bunch of people to also help stimulate growth because every time Godzilla goes anywhere and kills things, it revitalizes things. So we're going to sacrifice a lot of lives to get the earth back to where it needs to be because we some people say that's some people say some people say that's why they invented COVID-19. <laughs> right. I, I I do recall hearing that. <laughs> it's very much like the same disease or thing that uh, Samuel Jackson was trying to create in uh, the Kingsman. 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 Yeah, same thing. We're, we're out of fight. control. <laughs> <laughs> Which, I mean, as far as the concept and the storyline goes, I'm okay with it. I, I get it. Like, I don't know. All right. There's some, there's some logic behind what you're doing. Unfortunately, it does kill millions of people and that's that's a downer but as far as what you're thinking and you 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 leave the boston area inhabitable with the radiation (laughs) which again decided depending on who you ask that could be positive or negative well i mean they they show at the beginning of the movie san francisco getting destroyed and then the earth you know grows itself over san francisco so like the leftover walls from the destruction of san francisco they never rebuild or anything San Francisco. The, the earth just grows over it. And right. Which, which to me was a weird part of the movie as well. When, when the mother calls in to the dad and all the people that are trying to save the world and she, having a conference call kind of explaining, I'm doing this to save the world. And while they're on the conference call, she somehow has this kind of presentation set up that as she's talking and explaining – Instead of showing her face now, it's showing videos of things like this is it is very well produced call that she made to them. That, as you were saying, the, the San Francisco, everything growing, that was on the screen for us to watch. And I know it was for the audience, but they made it seem like it was part of the conference call. Uh, I, I think it could have been part of her presentation that she did to Tyrion Lannister when she uh, or Tywin Lannister when she recruited him to take this on. It was probably already in her computer. It's like, remember this? Da, 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 da. I mean, it's just a very you, weird yeah. phone call for me. I, I, I know when, when, when you're in a certain situation, you have a couple 
videos that you could just go to satisfy your needs at that point. Yeah, that's that's possible, but it's I don't have them that ready to go. It's going to take me a second. It's the, yeah. Well, I mean, she she I'm pretty sure that sucks for her. Uh, but if it takes you a second, <laughs> in all seriousness, though, uh, she had moments. She had time to you know think of what she was going to say before she called them on this conference call and got a hold of her ex-husband or whatever. And, you know, Uh, it's, I mean, we're, we're, we're on the podcast sometimes and we're looking stuff up, you know? Right. True. Yeah. That's how I saw your, um, moose spider. What was it? Camel spider. (laughs) Doesn't matter. Moose one's bit my sister. (laughs) A moose bit your sister. Is that what you said? Mind you, moose bites can be nasty. I don't doubt that. So I've heard. <laughs> That's a snippet from the Monty Python of the Holy Grail, dude. Oh, is that right? Yeah. In the very intro, when they start talking, it's showing names and who's in charge of what. Oh, that's right. The very bottom is like, <laughs> the moose was beat my sister. Yeah. No, really? In the forest. And then they cut him off. Yeah. <laughs> the people making the uh, titles have been sacked. And now the people that have sacked the people that were making the titles have also been sacked. Uh, here's some more moose things. <laughs> yeah. And then they're like, the people that have been sacked have been sacked. Here's something done extreme, uh, with extreme like money and a little time. So enjoy. <laughs> Crazy like sounds yeah. and stuff. Uh. <laughs> okay. So we find out the mom is basically behind everything. And the daughter seems to be complicit. But never got the full story from her mom. Once she understands what's really happening, oh, you shit, my mom's crazy. I got to get out of here. I got to go to Boston. She somehow escapes the complex with the orca. How could this be possible? If these people are the ones in charge of causing all of this mayhem, you would have to think it's a very well-oiled machine, uh, security, Everything's kind of taken care of, but the girl, the uh, Eleven from Stranger Things, is able to grab the orca and escape the premises and get all the way to Boston. Well, it well, was. Go ahead. Well, if you think about it, his her mom's in charge, and the one thing I seem to know is that you never really know what your kid's up to until it's too late. Yeah, but I, for me, it's the security of the place that they are wherever it is she was she i think she went through the air ducts and got out yes how was that possible because the machine was well oiled she was able to slip through (laughs) undetected yes she made herself like water where it doesn't mix Mm. you like water my friend she floated on top of the oil she just slid 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 right in the air duct Okay. <laughs> Must have been some good lube. Okay. <laughs> Let's see. Another another issue I had, the uh, the three-headed monster. Ghidorah. Ghidorah. At one point, Godzilla takes one of the heads right off. Yep. And it grows back within seconds. Yep. Yes. It's like a lizard's tail. Or like but, a hydra. But isn't the whole point of the hydra is that it has so many heads that if you even cut one off... Uh, it has others to take its place, or no, does, no, it, does it actually grow back? 
it actually grows back. When you cut a Hydra's head off, two grows back. Okay. To make it more sinister and evil. But in this one, the original bit, I guess, the original monster which that mythos came from was Ghidorah, where he could cut off his head. It just grew right back. That's crazy. It was funny, though, because that scene where it grew back, one of the heads kind of like grabbed a hold of one of the things on top of its head and pulled it out. Yeah, helped break the sack, <laughs> the embryonic sack of the head being born or something. Yeah. And I, I do like that Bradley Whitford at one point says, it grew back so fast. That just flies in the face of everything we know to be real. <laughs> like, that was yeah. what I was thinking. You can't. You can't do that. <laughs> it's weird. It's weird seeing him in this movie with all that white hair because I, you know, watching West Wing all the time. Right. Like, You're so young. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see what what else I have here. How uh, she escape? Uh, okay. So Godzilla is made, or basically, I think runs off of radiation. That's that's his whole vibe. He yes. basically gets defeated. Uh, by three-headed guy. Sucks him dry. Ghidorah. Uh, and he retreats to his palace, which could possibly be at the core of the earth or somewhere inside the hollow earth cave system. Or maybe it might be layer. just Atlantis. Okay. Yeah, so Godzilla's lair all the way down wherever the hell it is. Uh, there's a tunnel that leads to non-water area. And that's where he's hanging out, uh, basically sitting on radiation that's naturally generated to recover. Yes. yes. And now the plan is we need to help Godzilla. Yeah. We'll, we'll nuke him. Which I, I guess if he runs off radiation, that would help. But the, th- the thing that kind of bothers me is we see a very intricate system of caves and temples and all these things that yeah. – that would be a huge historical find. If we found that, we could maybe get answers to the origin of humans and, and a lot of things. Very true. And they just blow it all up. Well, if you think about it, there's nothing, if they blow it all up, but Godzilla comes back to save them, then they have a life to live afterwards but versus the entire destruction of human race. Wouldn't Godzilla be pissed? <laughs> this, has been my, this has been my home for eons and you blew it up well may, maybe he wanted to do landscaping anyway and we helped him out <laughs> it, was, it was a tear down <laughs> maybe that's why he came out to help us because we helped him uh, it would have taken me years to break all these walls down you did it in a couple seconds yeah <laughs> and I absorbed all the energy you fed me and you did my house cleaning <laughs> Jeez, oh, usually I have to feed people to come do my house cleaning. <laughs> no more need for pizza and beer. We're good to go. Yeah. Uh, and uh, this is the part that uh, I think Cowboy was talking about that really got to me as well. That Once he comes back, there's, there's a point where the sub that basically helped nuke them, yes. Go- Godzilla is now standing next to the sub, kind of, I guess, saying thank you maybe. And then he dives in the water. Okay. So if he was standing next to the sub and it was up to maybe his mid-calf, maybe knee, if I'm being generous, then he turns around and dives in the water and, and is completely submerged. 
So how was he standing in that area? My theory is that the floor isn't flat. So he just happened to be on a very high piece of land next to the submarine, which would not have been able to be in that water. That's how islands are made, bro. <laughs> he was standing on a peak. There's there's under underwater mountains. I get that. There are underwater mountains, but uh yeah, I, I could. I had a hard time with that. Sorry. Same same thing happened in, in Kong Skull Island because I rewatched that one to get ready for this movie, and there's, there's parts where Godzilla or uh, Kong is standing in the water, and then <clears throat> as he's standing there, a giant octopus is now attacking him. Like, how is the octopus in that shallow water? That doesn't make octopus, sense. Octopus, dude. Octopuses can pretty much go into any. Uh, if you can, because the way the octopus's uh, uh, physiology is. He can literally squeeze himself through, I'd say, it, like... A, depending on how big, they can get into a mason jar. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's just one of those things that you can't have this creature standing in the water, and then later the water is deeper than it was portrayed to be. It's, it's a, it's a, to me, it's a continuity thing that I'm sure people that aren't as crazy as I am don't cut apart, oh, but I on, can't. Adam. No one's as crazy as you are. <laughs> um, so now Godzilla's back uh, better than ever. He's full of radiation, and now it's, there's time for the big showdown. Twelve minutes. Twelve minutes showdown. Blows. Oh yes. Twelve minutes before he blows. Because supposedly that nuke did so good of a job. <laughs> right. In twelve minutes, he's going to go super Saiyan Godzilla. And just kill everything. I did. I did like how they glow, made his blue eye, his eyes glow blue when he came in. That was pretty cool. That's another question I actually had about this: the the, the electricity part of it, the, the lights coming off of Godzilla's back. Yeah, that are meant to be just a scare tactic, but it's also an indicator of he's about to blow. He's he's about to shoot some energy. What what is he? He's not breathing fire. No. Oh. He's breathing electricity. No, not electricity either. The three-headed one is electricity for sure. That one we yeah. got. Okay. This this one is what? What is what is a Godzilla shooting out of his mouth? I think it has to be his actual energy itself, like gamma Ra- radiation rays. Mm. All right. Well, think of it this way: like when you see like a nuclear bomb explode, you don't really. It's the problem about it is they're they're showing what. The, the after effect of a nuclear bomb is just that white light and then everything else. Now, I guess how somehow they were able to make say that Godzilla's radiation was able to be, to go to become some sort of corporeal version where it's not just a flash of light where before neutrons and molecules just break and re- come back together through fission. But supposedly it's just an actual form of liquid or gaseous version of the same thing that as it hits other objects, destroys molecules or breaks them apart as it happens. So I'm guessing this is a new form of energy that hasn't been used in society or, in, or, in, or, in, or not is even on the periodic table. I mean, considering the fact that in the late 70s or 50s, there was like the periodic table looked very different than it looks today no. because new types of uh, um, Elements. Two types, yeah, elements are being found. So I'm guessing this is just no different from what they're doing here. 
Or he decided during this battleground to use his arc subclass. <laughs> and, that, and that was his super. I feel like it's more like the void. I was, was going to say honestly. it's it's void, but it's blue tinted. He has a blue shader yeah, on his yeah, void but ability. The, <laughs> but the, the the super that he does is like a bomb from the arc subclass. It's not a nova bomb. But then right before he explodes, it's more of a solar uh, energy. <laughs> so, yeah. So it's, maybe he's just throwing different shaders on his same ability for different yeah. purposes. Maybe maybe he has <laughs> the maybe his light level is fourteen hundred. He has the ability to have three different subclasses uh, <laughs> at the same time. Yeah. He's a warlock. All right. Fantastic. Sorry. Ah, oh, destiny. Uh, <laughs> so so during this final battle, uh, Mothra makes an appearance. Yes. And so in this version of the world, Mothra did not exist until the beginning of this movie, basically. Or or are there different versions of Mothra? Yeah, I'm not sure because from what I'm gathering in the movie Mothra, when I first saw it, the one where it was in like 1960-something Japan, mm-hmm. um, it, they were like waiting for it to come out and like, you know show up. So I'm guessing that it probably like you know like the phoenix it dies really creates a larva starts over again like i think that's what's happening i'm not sure okay. maybe so, when it goes into hibernation it turns into a larva in a in in a cocoon type sack and that's why it was like rebirthed yeah or maybe what happened is when he, maybe the, the part about it is is um it it basically re constructs itself i don't know it, it doesn't explain enough because there's so many open-ended sto- uh theories here yeah based upon how many films was it you said there were uh 32 before the americans uh tried to take over exactly so you can pull from a ton of information and i can guarantee you if you look at the 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 top 25 bad guys from uh godzilla you would just like in pull hair out of your your head the, the ridiculousness of some of them. I believe it. Uh, so, so in this movie, maybe there was a Mothra before, but it had turned back into a Larva. Sure. That's my Larry. guess. Because supposedly the Mothra and Godzilla pretty much are, are pen pals, I guess. Yeah. So they're, 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 they're pretty much on the same par, usually helping each other. They, they made a reference that Mothra was the queen of the monsters, while Godzilla was the king of the monsters. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I guess they're they're, yeah, they're married somehow. Yeah, in um, is that, why, is that why they get along the way they do? Yes, that's what, I guess. So I don't yeah. know. I have some they're stuff uh, in trivia about that later, but we'll get to that. Okay. I, if you think about it, though, I mean, like the stories that you get from certain types of deities in the past um, could be portrayed in different ways. I mean, like because a lot of the stories that you read. Um, that come from something that actually happened are what you call a perception of what people either saw or uh, understood. Yep. So let's say, um, let's say that let's just go with the fact of, of the mythology of the Egyptian gods, Ra, Anubis, and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Or, and then you see that like they all have anim- The only person that actually has like the the the, butt, the head of a human is Ra. And the rest of them are all like animal creatures. Right. What if the what if what if it had to do with the fact that like the movie Stargate, 
where it didn't have to be an animal or anything like that at all. They were all they were all human looking, but they were all parasites. You know, mm-hmm. it. But people didn't understand it, so they perceived it to be that those deities or godlike creatures had the physical form of the animal or person being instead. Just like in this film, you see Godzilla being the king of the monsters, the the super uh, the, the the raw figure of the entire world. And then you see uh, that he has his collegiates, his, um, his round table of Arthur, Arthur's round table. And these are all his yeah. creatures that are following him. It's just, it's just a take on how you perceive or understand things. I mean, they're giving, they give, they give what they give, they give, they give the story to you, but how you perceive it is how you take it. Like yeah, because she's the queen of the monsters. Sure, she could just be the like the second strongest, and or maybe she just might be the one that believes in balance, or maybe she's just the one that actually lives off the fact that balance has to maintain. So she does all the same things that Godzilla does, whereas Mothra or as um, Rodan is a creature of pure flame and magma. So what he does is he cre- he only, he co- he finds his energy from destruction and chaos. If you think about it, history is basically just a giant game of telephone. The, mm. the, the truth starts here, and over the ages, it gets distorted a little bit here and there. And then by the time it gets to us, it's like, that's weird. Uh, but, but it's been through so many filters. And that's kind of what yeah. I think this movie was also depicting, that all these, all these creatures are kind of from legend. But over yeah. time, the legends have either completely disappeared or been disordered so much that it's not exactly yeah. what you think it was anymore. Like for instance, here, here's another theory, right? You know, in like Norse mythology, you know about like uh, Ragnarok and you know about the great, the great serpent that's Thor's supposed to kill in, in Ragnarok and stuff like that. Yeah. And who, and, and, and basically the great serpent, might, what if it was Gadira? 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 And what if, and because uh, Godzilla happened to be four. You know, <laughs> okay. it's, yeah, it's all very possible. Exactly. I mean, it's all how you perceive it, but it's all taken from parts as well. I mean, like people's imagination comes from somewhere; they have to build off of something, right? It doesn't come what from if, nothing. Exactly. What if what if Ghidorah is supposed to be Superman, and yeah. Godzilla's Lex Luthor just beat the shit out of Superman? Mm-hmm. Then Superman, yeah. com- completely different movie. Yeah, exactly. And then, then the whole story might be the Red Sun version of, uh, of Krypton, where he ends up becoming the super bad guy and dressed up and killing everyone and, and enslaving everybody. Yeah. Oh, by the way, that's an arc in DC, by the way. Is that right? Oh, yeah. Superman goes bad. That sounds bizarro. <clears throat> Help, <laughs> you go. <laughs> so... So anyway, uh, Mothra comes in, uh, doesn't really do a whole lot, kind of injures Rodan, but not kill him. And then Mothra dies. And the, the, what I got from it was as Mothra died, sprinkled her fairy dust on top of Godzilla, giving him a little extra boost to get him to the next two minutes in which he was about to go Super Saiyan. My theory by it is that her body is created from the same energies that gives Godzilla life. Radiation. Yes. So I feel mm-hmm. like well, I feel like that's the thing that the reason why all that radiation just landed on top of him. Ooh, 
ooh, I got like <laughs> my cells are starting to get re-energized from all that weird like fallout. Okay. Uh, and then there's the whole scene with the mom. The mom sacrifices herself in order to supposedly. There's no way she survived. Honestly, until I watch the sequel, I have no idea what they're up to. I mean, anything's possible if you just believe. Godzilla went Super Saiyan. Yes, he did. Very close to where she was. Yes, he did. If he's nuclear and putting off all these things to the point where it melts Ghidorah, the mom does not survive. If she survives. Unless he turns into King Kong. (laughs) The mom turns into King Kong? Who knows? I haven't seen the film yet. <laughs> no, she's dead. She wouldn't, has wouldn't she be? Wouldn't she be Queen Kong? Ooh. Yes, Queen. What if or, the radiation or, changes her to the point where she becomes a new type of creature that takes over or, or she, as Mothra's being? She could just be non-binary Kong. Oh, <laughs> yeah, in this day and age. Uh, but no, but Kong. The, the movie Kong Skull Island happened in the seventies, I believe. Oh, did you know the in, in the Godzilla? There, one of the movies of Godzilla in Japan, there was a King Kong battle with Godzilla. Mm. It was Kong versus Godzilla. I'm not. I'm like I, I crap you not. Okay. As far as size wise goes, I feel like Godzilla is bigger than Kong. If we just kind of pair it up to what we saw. In Skull oh, Island, are you confusing? Are you confusing? Are you confusing Kong with Hulk? No. Are you confusing? Are you confusing Kong with the Kong from when it, from the fifties when it was on the Empire State Building? Mm. I think that's what you're doing. Oh, you know what? I might be confusing with Donkey. Donkey <laughs> Kong. Okay. I was trying to remember the damn brother's name. Was it? Was it Diddy Kong? Yes, it was Diddy Kong. He was a little kid with a hat. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I wasn't was sure. Sec- <laughs> I was like, eh, Diddy? No, it can't be Diddy. That's P Diddy. You're thinking, you idiot. No, you're right. You're Diddy Kong. <laughs> so right. So that my, Kong. my question was, yes. So in Kong Skull Island, King Kong was attacked by two T Rexes, right? Uh, T Rex like things. They well, had- come on. They had to be T Rexes. They had like the same legs, little tiny hands. They had big, no hands. They, they had hands. They were like really tiny, though. It was only legs and a mouth and a tail. Are you sure? I saw it today. <laughs> was it was it Gecko or was it Geico? <laughs> <laughs> they were cavemen. Oh. <laughs> anyway, Ooh. what are we doing? Um, I'm checking to make sure that they had hands now because of what you said. Uh, that's very progressive. <laughs> uh, <laughs> come on, Mister, you're messing up our flow here. Yeah, well, I am not. <laughs> yeah, he has hands. Uh, they had little hands. I don't recall. Yeah, I'm not joking. I actually can see the picture now. They had hands. They were the size of like Buicks, but they're still hands. <laughs> okay. So these T Rexes, they're they were like what 42 feet uh, tall, I'm guessing, and they went up to Kong's shoulders. When right, he the, was the baby on all ones, fours, right? The baby ones. Yeah, yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. Oh, that means that Kong, baby. Well, the baby ones. This is also going to come into context that this is about Lilliputian in this world as well, supposedly, where the small things are big and the big things are small. I'm guessing. So I'm guessing the T Rex itself is even bigger than it should be. But even so, 
the human fits inside of King Kong's one hand, like in like a little doll. Right? Yeah, right, right. That means that King Kong's overall figure is smaller than King than Godzilla by far, because Godzilla literally is the Empire State Building. Right. King Kong, like maybe the size of like the Spectrum Center. Okay. Yeah, so how is this battle going to go between these two later? I don't know. I mean, honestly, they got to figure a way to make something grow or something shrink. Hey, well, I, I, I think there's a lot of radiation that just got spilled out into this world because of Godzilla. That mm. uh, maybe that may have something to do with uh, Kong growing in size, or he just Ooh. got stimulated. And uh, actually, in Kong, they do mention that <clears throat> Kong is not done growing yet. I do remember that lying being in the movie because oh, he, okay. he's, he's like a, he's like a baby Kong. Uh, his parents no. died, and he's That's growing, and he's not done. Yeah. So wait, wait, are you telling me the King Kong originally was a normal baby gorilla that kept on growing? No, he was a baby of two other giant Kongs. His Kong parents uh, were also alive, but then got killed by the T Rex thing. Yeah, so but he, telling, ha- he, ha- he hasn't been done Konging yet. Right. So. so you're telling me this is not King Kong, this is Diddy that we're talking about? <laughs> it's possible. Who knows? Uh, okay, so I know that there's this part where King Kong's on a boat. How? I don't know. <clears throat> the, the amount of the sheer weight of King Kong should be. From have, Skull like, Island or what? No, the new one. There's a preview where oh. he's actually on a ship. I saw that, so I'm like, that got me so confused because if King Kong could like surf a ship, that means he's got some serious like weight issues, man. Maybe there's two uh, ships, and he's kind of like uh, yeah, it was just one, dude. Godzilla or, t- tried or, to take him out on that ship. <laughs> I, I have no idea. I, I, I'm, I'm a completely lost for words. I really feel like something had to shrink, man, because Godzilla in this film could like chew the type of ship that Kong was on. I am curious. Uh, I. I did not like this movie. Damn, I am. God, no, Godzilla, I did not like. And in the house, but I have to, f- I have to finish it. So in I the need. House. What? <laughs> what is this happening? <laughs> I, I did not like Godzilla. I did not like. Oh, I see. I, I didn't like Godzilla, uh, but I do need to finish the series because I mean Kong was cool. Uh, Godzilla. I think it was trying to go along the same vein where, oh, it turns out Godzilla's not a bad guy. Uh, not right now, anyway. So now that we have Kong is a good guy, Godzilla is a good guy, they're going to fight for what purpose? I'm sure they'll explain it or try to explain it. But Godzilla, we're on the same side as Godzilla for now. Right. I think this movie was the whole, uh, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. That, that's how this movie kind of came out, where the three-headed Ghidorah is the enemy, uh, and that's also my enemy, but I – no. So now we're friends because of this enemy. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, growing up, I always thought Kong was the, a monster against Earth. Uh, he was the bad guy, always the bad guy. So – 
Yeah, I mean, it, I thought- it, it, it didn't bode very well with me watching this film and saying, oh, yeah, we're on the same side as Kong. We're going to save him. Oh, come on, baby. The way they talked about him. Come on, baby. Wake up. Wake up. You can oh, do Godzilla, it. No, we need mean. to protect. Yeah, we need to protect Godzilla. Come on, you know. Yeah. It's like. <sighs> it, it was very weird because, in fact, even the guy, uh, the, the main guy, the scientist, uh, whatever, husband of the woman that created all this. The guy from Office Space? He looks like him. Is he the same guy? I don't know. He looks like him. Okay. <laughs> I didn't look it up. But, yeah, his his son is killed by Godzilla when Godzilla yeah. was against us. And now in this movie, he's like, yeah, like I was saying, wake up. Come on, man. Come on, baby. You can do it. Well, that's the thing, buddy. I mean, like, the, the, the movie that he's talking about, Godzilla wasn't against us either in that one, either film either. He was actually uh, destroying the, what's it called, Mutos? What? This is King Kong, oh, not King Kong, Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Yes. The second, not the first, the second film. This is the first film. No. In this version, in this, in this historical uh, monster verse, it's Kong Skull Island, Godzilla, King of the Monsters, and then Kong versus Godzilla. Well, there's a previous version of Godzilla that had Brian Cranston in it for like five minutes. That's not part of this universe. Then what are the Mutos for? Because they're in this film too. Maybe that's just part of the history. Who's the Mutos? Sure. What does that even mean? Well, sure. Okay, okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, if you look up the Brian Cranston, is Brian Cranston? Yeah, Brian Cranston one. That one where he's uh, with Inspector Gadget. Uh, Was he in that one? Gadget. The hell? What are you talking about? I don't know. Who cares? Matthew Broderick. Yeah, Broderick. Wasn't he in one of those Godzillas? Didn't we? Didn't we do that Godzilla? It should be in the archives. Oh fuck! Before we did that one. I don't know. I think let's just move on. <laughs> we'll figure this out later. Uh, final thoughts about the movie before we get on to the rest of the the, the games. No, I'm good. I'm glad to be done with this one. <laughs> I, I do. I, I do want to watch Godzilla versus Kong just to just like you said because to stay yeah, just I to guess. finish it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So okay, before we go on with this with this thing. I'm curious to see because this movie doesn't say everything, which I find entertaining because it gives me a chance to figure things out myself. And because they don't explain it, it could be right. So it makes me happier thinking the story actually might be better than it really is. So, which also might cause problems later on, but Hey, so in the 2014 Godzilla it's the same kind of uh, figure that he is also about, mm, I'd say 50 feet shorter in the 2014 one. But uh, and then, cause this is the 2019 version, but in the 2014 one, he was about 15, about 50 feet shorter, but everything else about the way he looked and everything was similar. And he fought the Mutos, which were basically these types of like, uh, leg-like pokey creatures that would actually, there were two of them and he had to fight them because they were trying to create a, 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 a clutch of, of babies and like repopulate the entire world and, and basically turn him, turn this whole world into like a giant nest. So um, Godzilla destroyed them at the end of that film and went away. And then the whole, and they, he just literally destroyed a city in the process of doing so. My take on it was the beginning of this film 
where you see um, the the father figure and lose the son with the wife and the daughter and everything like that was that battle. So oh, for me, shit. interesting. For me, yeah. For me, this was the sequel to that movie that takes on. So it's Godzilla 2014, then Kong Skull Island, and then this movie. Was there another movie or no? Uh, no. This is, this is the fourth of the... So apparently Muto is massive, unidentified terrestrial organism, or Muto for short, referred yes. to as a species of giant monsters that first appeared in Godzilla 2014 and Godzilla King of the Monsters 2019. Correct. Interesting. I didn't think they were connected. Maybe, maybe it's a loose connection. I don't know. Um, that, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, this okay. is interesting. Now I have to watch that one too. I have to watch another yes, Godzilla movie. God, yes, you do. Damn it. So you enjoyed this you, then? Is is that fair to say, Maestro? Yeah, I enjoyed it. Okay. Yeah i I liked Kong a lot better than like this one. I honestly don't like Kong. Okay. <laughs> I, I I I've seen most of the Kong movies, and I could care less. No, no, the the, the Kong Skull Island. I enjoyed that movie more than this one. I'm the exact opposite. I liked the Godzilla more than Kong. I think the concept in Kong was very similar to this, where we have this idea of Kong as a bad guy, but in Kong Skull Island, they're like, no, he's a protector. And then they try to use that same thing with Godzilla and all the other monsters, like, too far. You're you're overstretching, and I'm done with you. Well, that's the the thing. Like, in this film... The film plays out exactly what they did in the other films. That's why Godzilla became the good guy, fought other monsters in the other films. That's why Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla, Godzilla versus Ghidorah, Godzilla versus Rodan, or Mothra, and such and so forth. He flip flops. He's not exactly the good guy or the bad guy. He's just kind of he kind of uh, fights these other monsters to keep them in line. Yeah. Okay. Like a lion like, keeps the other lions in line from the pack. He's, yeah. he's got he's got to pound his chest every once in a while to make sure they know he's king still. <laughs> yeah, Godzilla is Mufasa. All right. Either way, I I'm uh, I'm out. I don't <laughs> I I don't want to delve deeper into this world. It's Just based off of, of this one, I don't need to see more Godzilla movies. Although now I feel it's like I have to see the 2014 one. Yeah, you do. God damn it! Come I was on, warned. Brian again. Hollywood warned me not to watch it because I because I was roped in. By Brian Cranston being in it, and he's like, he's in it for five minutes. It's not worth it, and the rest of the movie sucks. So I don't know. Maybe I did see it. Maybe I blocked it out. I don't remember anything. We did it. Yeah, I guarantee you, it's in the archives. I'm pretty sure we did it. Okay, because there's only one reason why I would watch that movie. <laughs> All right. So I did block it out. That's fair. Anyway. That was our opinion of the movie, but like I said at the top of the show, we have lots of opinions with zero credentials. So now we're going to hear if people actually have credentials. The critics. We're also going to hear from other audience members. I'm going to give you two reviews from top critics and two reviews from the audience, and hopefully these will help you in the Rotten Tomatoes game we'll play later. Let's start with the good reviews from Maestro. From the audience. <laughs> we'll start with the audience first. This is Brandy B. This was four days ago. Oh, my. I do believe Rotten Tomatoes got it wrong. <laughs> she meant to write wrong, but she wrote wrong. Badong. <laughs> Bad wrong. She misspelled wrong. Anyway, this was by far the best Godzilla movie I have ever seen. It was full of action, 
It was full of action-packed excitement. I had the privilege of seeing. Oh, man. This is not a good person to be writing things. I love the movie, the storyline, and all the badass monsters that came along with it. I think everyone should rewatch this. Here's another one from 2019 from Samith R. Great action sequences, cinematography, soundtrack, and visual effects, and faithfulness to the material source is respectfully delivered. Uh, this movie will not be an Oscar movie, uh, but it was beautifully crafted. The Titans give better performances than the act. Than act- <laughs> the monsters give better performances than the actors, and that's a problem. But for those who came to only see monsters, you will have a blast. <laughs> Bad reviews from the audience. Michael R. from six days ago. Incredibly boring. If Godzilla was Independence Day, it wasn't. It was much better. That's part of the review. This was Resurgence. Oh, okay. So the sequel to Independence Day. Uh, anyway, Jurassic World control room comic relief lines were made so bad in order to be translated for other countries. Made sure China was happy by bringing in the famous Chinese actress who was loyal to the uh, Xi Jinping and the Chinese Communist Party. Is that, I don't know what that means. Zhang Yi. Oh. Uh, every battle was forgettable compared to the first one, which had unique settings and interesting ways that fights happened and ended. Giant futuristic submarines and battle stations that could never have been built in a real world. And never, <laughs> and never mind physics, everything was so bad. I did have an issue with the plane that apparently had a hangar inside the plane. And it could also go underwater. I don't know. This is uh, from Masad T from 2019. Rewatched it on my big screen at home. What a joke of a movie. It wasn't even that enjoyable. Just for its CGI work, which is questionable at best. And what are we supposed to... What are supposed to be the most exciting parts of the movie? Every time Siraza says, Gojira, it's absolutely cringy. Not that most of the dialogue isn't any better. There's no depth. There's no passion for what Godzilla is for the movie screen. It doesn't blow me away like it should, which is a shame. What? But Kojira is how he's pronounced in Japan. This person doesn't get that, I guess. Ah. All right, so those are good and bad reviews from the audience. What do you think the audience rated this movie? By the way, this is for the Rotten Tomatoes game. I'll give you guys a second to think about your answers. We're basing our guesses based on the Rotten Tomato score. If you're not familiar with the scoring system, it's an average score from 0 to 100 amongst the critics and the audience. 0 to 59 is rotten, 60 to 84 is fresh, 85 and up is certified fresh. So based on those reviews, what do you think the audience rated this movie? I'll let you go first today, Maestro. Okay, so... I can't really explain my anger towards <laughs> that last one. <laughs> Because it just feels like if you're going to watch a film that was made in a different country at first, you got to at least understand where it's coming from to begin with. But since they didn't, I understand. Like, they didn't want to do the work into it. I get it. So my theory is that people that did watch the movie loved it. People that came to watch the movie because they had no idea what was going on 
was just confused about certain things, but didn't have any reason to be. So okay. I'm guessing about an even 57. Okay. And I know it's not, I know it's not even. <laughs> At least it wasn't 57.2. Oh, you're funny. You're okay. a funny guy. All right, Cowboy, what do you think? Uh, 48. 48. The audience has this just barely 1% below certified fresh. It's 83. It's fresh with the audience. What in the what? Ah, vindication. That's a thing that happened. All right. Let's start with the bad reviews now for the top critics. This is from Esther Zuckerman from 2019. The cast is stacked with otherwise brilliant actors stuck in a borderline incomprehensible plot and forced to play second fiddle to monsters whose powers of wonder wear off fast. Kim Newman from 2019. Oh, from Sight and Sound, by the way. The last review is from Thrillist. This is Sight and Sound. It's typical of a film to set up a major sequence in which flying monsters Mothra and Rodan dogfight only to cut that short and follow Mark as he struggles to open some airplane doors. <laughs> All right, good reviews from the top critics. This is from Wenlei Ma from news.com slash AU. This is Australia, 2019. Sometimes you have to be honest about the movie you really are. Smashy smash. If you can reconcile with that, it's not so awful. Weird good review. This is from Perry Nimeroff, top critic from 2019. It's exactly what I needed at this time of the year, for the most part. I was along for the ride and fearful for these characters. All right, so based on those, what do you think the top critics rated this movie? I'm going to stay with my first number, 48. And I'll go, I'll go with my 57. 57, all right. The tomato meter, the top critics have this at 42, rotten. Paul Giamatti and Gary Oldman were not in this film. They make films better in general. So who would you take out and put in to make this movie better? Uh, I'd take out Godzilla and put Paul Giamatti in there. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. I mean, I I, I think I can believe him walking on water ahead of Godzilla. No, I'm just kidding. Um, (laughs) honestly there wasn't that uh, like one of the critics said like the the monsters overshadowed all the actors you know in in the movie i mean you you go to watch this movie not for the acting of the people in the movie but for the monsters and the scenes and the sequence and stuff like that so could they make this movie any better i don't think people were watching it for the acting that's a very good point okay uh, I don't know. Giamatti as the, the dad, uh, Gary Oldman as the Asian dude that sacrifices himself. No, but he was fine. No, we can't do that. Yeah, no, you're right. He's fine. Who cares? Let's move on. Uh, trivia. This is the part of the show where I give you guys little bits of fact and information you may not know about the movie. A skeleton can be seen outside of Godzilla's underwater temple. This skeleton bears a body shape resembling Angurius, a dinosaur who served as Godzilla's ally in a few films. The filmmakers have confirmed that it is, in fact, Angurius. Hmm. 
Mothra's eye spots on her wings were designed to resemble Godzilla's eyes in order to create a connection between the two monsters. Hmm. Interesting. Cranial scans indicate each of Ghidorah's heads possess different levels of cognitive function and possibly independent thought. The middle head is the most intelligent, acting as the alpha, while the left and right heads are more akin to its lackeys. Upon hearing the alpha frequency the first time, Mothra reacts more with curiosity rather than intimidation or submission. Not only is Mothra unaffected by it because she isn't an alpha in her own right, it's also revealed that humans use Godzilla's calls to create the alpha frequency, mixed with human voices as well. She calmed down because she was hearing something that was similar to her male counterpart. All right. Money Makes World Go Round. To put this film in perspective, other films were released this year. Let's get a feel financially held up to its peers. The budget, $170 million. What do you think this grossed in the U.S. and overseas combined? Considering the, the fact that it's going to make a ton of like money for a sequel... Or, or a trilogy, at least. I'm thinking it at least tripled. So, let's see, 170. I'm going to go honestly. All right. Um, I'm going to go 550. In the U.S., this grossed $110.5 million. In the foreign box office, $276.1 million. Bring the total to $386.6 million. This film debuted on May 29, 2019, with $47.8 million domestically. This was the, uh, oh, shit, I forgot. Uh, number one this year was Avengers Endgame. Oops. You, I did it again. You may have noticed I made some mistakes. Uh, maybe all of us. Probably more me than anybody else. So I, don't know, I, mistaked, I, mis- I mistaked coming into the podcast. <laughs> So here's some other mistakes that were made in the movie because Pobody's perfect. In the ancient undersea temple, there's an engraving of Godzilla, and next to it is its name in modern Japanese script. Both ways. On the touchscreen guide to the location of the Titans, the Titan in Australia is listed as being located in Ares Rock. This was officially changed to Uluru in 2002. Okay. Uh, the relative sizes of the monsters and aircraft change wildly during the film. Rodan can crush jet fighters with his feet because they are slightly larger than his toe. But when he's reaching towards the enormous flying ship Argo, which is a, which is giant compared to a, a mere jet, it is barely bigger than Rodan's feet. And well, it goes on. Yeah, but but I mean that that ship that they were flying the Argo or whatever it is has a hangar in it. Yeah. But in the Antarctica scene, uh, the Osprey helicopter is slightly larger than one of uh, Ghidorah's heads. Later, the Argo ship, which is uh, so big it can easily carry multiple Ospreys, is dwarfed by the Ghidorah's head. True. But don't forget, though, that I also used it in Captain America when they uh, put it in the Arctic as well. Okay. <laughs> anyway, that was Godzilla King of the Monsters from 2019, directed by Michael Doherty. Check our website, ratpackpodcast.com slash spoilers. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, at Spoiler Show. Check out and subscribe to our YouTube channel, Rat Pack Productions. Write to us via email, spoilers at ratpack.productions for any questions, opinions, or movie requests. Next week, a crew of astronauts on a multi-generational mission descends into paranoia 
and madness, not knowing what is real and what is not, in a new movie being released called Voyagers. So, because of that, I chose a movie that's semi-similar. From 2000, Mission to Mars. This is the first manned mission to Mars in 2020. It ends in a disaster when three of the crew are dead and the fourth is stranded on Earth. Or stranded without being able to contact Earth. It should be interesting. Anyway, thanks for hanging out, guys. Thanks for watching the movie with us. Hopefully you like the sequel and then uh, the prequel that we already did on spoilers. Yay. We'll find out. <laughs> Until next time, I'm Adam. I'm Cowboy, and I'm off to work. That's... that. that I'm sorry. Are you okay? Yeah. All right. It's normal routine. Okay. <laughs> what? <laughs>